0: and good bless you lord we want to bless you we love you and we look forward to all dean brings to us this morning in jesus name amen amen come on do you want to stand up really quickly i just got a word for you yeah jump up just stand up put your hands out man i uh, just as Jenny was praying, she's sharing about the picking up of the mantle, and and uh, oh, where is it? Proverbs 21 says the king's heart is like a stream of water, directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. And I, and I heard the Lord say over your life that let His hand grab a hold of your heart. Let his hand grab a hold of your heart and do the work because he's got souls for you. And I can see your heart burns for the kingdom of God and he's got souls for you to grab a hold of. And, uh, and he's, you're going you're gonna to pull souls, you're going to pull people into the kingdom of God. But he, he's, it's like you've been, maybe you've been crying out for a strategy, but the Lord's giving you himself and he places his hand on your heart. And as he does that, he, he directs it wherever he pleases. So just lift your hands out, close your eyes, just reach your hands out to him, church. Father, I thank you for your mantle upon this man. We bless him in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank your Holy Spirit for souls coming into the kingdom of God because of him. I thank you, Lord, that he shall be a beacon of hope, a beacon of your glory, a beacon of your goodness in Jesus' mighty name. We bless him, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit that the call on his life the call on his life shall shall come to its full, come into its fullness in Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Amen. Awesome, man. Uh John fourteen, fifteen, are we there? Close your Bible, open your Bible, close it, open, open. God's good, hey? He's um it's, it is one of the, as, as just as a pastor, as a, as a leader, one of the things that I believe you need to learn to do really well is, is carry the testimony. Um, the, the, the river of the Spirit flows through the church and, and one of the ways that, that we partner with the Lord is we learn to steward the testimony really well. And so that's why we get people up to share testimonies. That's why we share what God is doing because it it actually helps people to see. It helps us to perceive and understand who He is, what He's doing, what He has done and what He wants to do. Amen. And so I encourage you in your own life, there are testimonies that people have that are probably years and years old, but you need to, you need to get those. You need to write them down. You need, to, you need to meditate on them. You need the prophetic words of God. You need to write, I have, I have 21 pages of prophetic words that I've just written down, and I was going over them the other day, and it was stirring me, and I could see how the Lord had been working in my life and what he was doing, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why. Huh. That, that's, that's why I'm here, I'm here where I'm here and that's, that's why this is happening and this is happening and, and it's so important in our lives to steward what the Lord wants to do because when you do that, you're showing Him that you're honouring what He's doing in your life and so many people, the Lord does something in your life and then, and then it's just like we, we forget <laughs> and then you get dry and it's so important to steward what the Lord's doing. John fourteen fifteen. if you love me, Keep my commandments and I'll ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. This, this verse, so it's like, it's the most simple scripture, but it's just, it's, been, it's just been getting me lately. The world cannot accept him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It is so important to understand the work of the Spirit, and the, and, the, and people just as a whole, we quench who the Holy Spirit is. And this scripture says that Jesus talks about as he ascends into heaven and the Spirit comes, Holy Spirit, God on earth, comes and dwells in us. He's not only walking with us, but he's living in us. Amen? And the world, the world can't see him and therefore it doesn't recognise him. This will offend the natural mind of man. Because if God, creator of the heavens and the earth, all-powerful, all-loving, creator God, the most powerful force on earth, is in a room, surely I'll recognise him. If God's here right now, surely I'll recognise him. It offends the natural mind, because God is spirit, and so you need eyes to see and ears to hear. We were, who was here at last Sunday night, it was a pretty special night and, and we, we, got, we got home and I, I got to bed late just because I was buzzing a bit and, and I wake up and I, I should probably get Beck to tell this story, but, but I, I wake up, it's like 1am in the morning and I wake up and all, all I hear is, whoa, like that. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? And and I and and I always, I'm just hearing whoa and and normally sometimes Beck will talk in her sleep so I'm like oh she's just going having another good dream she she's like oh do you do you feel that and I, and I'm like nah <laughs> I'm just I'm like half asleep I'm like what I'm like no and, and like it's a, it's a picture of this God God's in the room and I'm pff, I'm just nah and, and and she she was she was just getting touched by the Lord. And it was so special, because if you know Beck, she just, she has such a pure heart for Jesus, and there's there's no, there's no hype, there's no, it's just God, right? And, and she's, she was like, she felt a burning hand on her, on her back, and then as she, she said she turned, and it went onto her shoulder, and then she turned, and it went onto her, onto her chest. And, and she was, Getting hit by the presence of God—it uh, would have been till so 1 a.m. in the morning. It would have been up until early afternoon, and I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> that's right!" <laughs> but it's so true. God, God can be in a room, and we don't recognize Him. And it offends our natural mind because we think, Holy Spirit, if you are here, come on, you're, you're God. You can touch everyone. What's going on? What's going on? But it's the way the Lord works. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. Because the carnal mind is enmity towards God. And the natural man can never understand the things of God. And there are too many Christians who are living out of their carnal mind, natural mind, rather than grabbing a hold of the mind of Christ. And so we have the advocate, the Holy Spirit, He's here. God with me right now. There are two dimensions of the Spirit of God in your life. There is God walking with you every single day. Jesus said, as I'm with you now, so I will be with you the Holy Spirit with you, and then you have God in you, the Spirit of God on the inside of you, the two dimensions, God walking with me, and then God walking in me, and then somehow we still have bad days. (laughs) Oh Lord. He's called the paracletos, and we approach that in, in, in... in such a, a Western Greek philosophical mindset of the law courts, and the Holy Spirit's there to protect me from big bad Father God, and you know, He's to stop, the, He's interceding on my behalf, and he, and, and he is interceding on my behalf, but He's not interceding against the, to stop the Father. <laughs> he's interceding to get everything that the Father has to manifest in my life. Come on, this is the Holy Spirit. And so we we need the Hebrew understanding of the parakletos was that he was the one who walks beside the helper, the comforter, the one who is empowering you every single day. The Spirit of God empowers you every single day to walk in who he is. Amen? The Holy Spirit. And his job is that, his world will penetrate and invade my world. That is his job. That we would honour him and see him for what he wants to do, no less than the Father, no less than the Son, the Holy Spirit, God with me. His job is that the kingdom of God will begin to break out into my normal, everyday life until it becomes normal. <laughs> Until a miracle becomes normal. <laughs> and we still celebrate them and we're like, God, we're so thankful. But it becomes normal. Instead of that, oh, I had that miracle five, ten years ago. Even though that's amazing. We get to walk in the daily power of the Spirit of God. We are, we are a gate. And you, you're the one who has permission to swing it open or close it. But you are a gate for the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, to flow out into your world. You are a gate. We are walking gates. Christ in you, the hope of glory. If Jesus is the ladder from heaven to earth that Jacob saw, and then he described in John 2, if he is the ladder from heaven to earth and then Christ lives in you, that means that there is a ladder from heaven to earth in you and you're the gate that releases the glory of God. I'm getting a bit too Pentecostal for people. Whew. Oh, yeah, come on. Julie knows it. And so, you know, we, he, he's so... He, and, and this just confuses people. Some people I talk to, and, and it's like they just, I'm um, like, they don't, like, yeah, you're not getting me at all. <laughs> like, you're not getting me. Not, not you here. Like, everyone outside of this room, right? It's like, you don't get me. Like, because the Holy Spirit, He's here right now. And it's like, oh, like, the, the, the life of the believer is a life of faith. And it's simple and it's normal. And all He wants to do in our lives is teach us to live by faith. And we live from a place of rest. We don't have to work up the anointing. We don't have to, we don't have to strive and, and work harder and, and be better and do more. And it's, it's a life of faith. And, and if I cultivate faith in my heart and in my life, it's a runway for the Spirit of God to flow through. And as I'm walking, so... So it becomes normal as we learn to honour the Holy Spirit. It becomes normal. We were, about three weeks ago, we're driving uh, back from War- Warburton, and we really liked, we, we were looking for, for a house, and we really liked this, this house. And, and I said to, it was over in, 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 in Kilsyth, but I'm like, no, God doesn't live in Kilsyth, so... <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, no. He's alive and well in Kilsyth. Come on, come on. That's it. <laughs> and we're driving in the car, and oh man, it was a, it was actually, a, it was a nice house. And I, the, I could have put an offer on it that day. I'd put in an informal offer, and and I said to Beck, like, do we want? It's like it's an awesome house. We didn't have a house. We want a house. Great house. Let's get the house, right? And I'm thinking, this is. But there was just something in me. There was something in me, and I'm like, it's just. mm, I just don't know. Nah, nah. It's like. And Beck's like, and Beck's a bit like. "Mm." And we're like, well, Lord, we need. What do you have to say? You know, have you ever done that? You're like. God, I've done this, but maybe you've got something to say about this. Just maybe. (laughs) What do you reckon? It's a good question to ask before you preach a message, right? Prepare it all and then you're like, oh yeah, and God, if, if, if you've got something to say, yeah. Anyway, so we're driving along and, and, uh, and we're like, well, why don't we pray about it? <laughs> so Christian of us, right? I'm sounding so great. Let's come do that. Why don't we pray about it? And, and, and Beck's like, and so, and so we pray and then, and then Beck's like, well, we need a sign, and I'm like, well, that's, that's faith right there, isn't it? You know, you've got to pay. pray bold prayers, right? That's why I said, don't, don't pray prayers that like, oh God, if it's your will. Ah, that's not a bold prayer. There's no faith in that. Pray bold prayers. It's scary to pray bold prayers, but you'll find when you do, God actually rocks up because you're expressing faith. Ah, oh, I feel the joy of the Lord on that. And, and so we were like, oh, so we prayed. I'm like, well, Hazel was, like, she was just not sleeping in the car, which babies are meant to do, right? (laughs) You're meant to sleep in the car. It's like we planned that on the trip home you would sleep. She's not sleeping. She's hysterical. And we're like, well, Lord, what do we write? Well, if Hazel stops crying in, in three seconds, then we will not go, I'll not put an offer in for this house. And so I said it to Beck, I'm like, what's it, I thought, well, that's a miracle, right, if that happens. And so we, so I pray, well, Lord, I just ask that Hazel stop crying in three, two, one. She went dead silent, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I'm like, come on, I'm like, Lord, you're here, sorry I didn't recognise you, sorry I didn't go to prayer first, you know. But uh, what a, I mean, I thought that was just a miracle for our day. Like it's like the parting of the Red Sea, about the same level. With the baby stop crying in the car, and and so like oh no, now we gotta, now we gotta go so, go for another. Anyway, we ended up getting our house thankfully, another place over in God's country in Coldstream, which is cool. So, <laughs> but the the Holy Spirit, he's so good. Like he he just he wants to break into your day. And Ephesians 3.16 says that it is, he, it's out of the riches of His glory that He wants to strengthen you with power by His Spirit in your inner man. And so we have the Holy Spirit walking on the... Out, he's, he's a person, the personality of the Spirit of God. I shared on that two weeks ago. He's, he's walking with us, but then we have Him on the inside of us. There is the inner working of the Spirit in our lives, And it's really important that we recognize the difference, right? Why is he on the inside of me and why is he on the outside of me? Have you ever thought about that, right? And so he lives on the inside. He's made me brand new and he works differently on the inside as he does on the outside, right? Because on the inside of me, he wants to shift things in my heart. He wants to shift things in what I do because when I'm more aware of God on the inside of me and when I can partner with what He's doing in my heart, I'm a brand new creation and then He's shifting things within me at the core of my inner being is supernatural. You have to get over it. You're a spiritual person. You're a supernatural person. It's who you are. It's the very core of your being. And so He's working on the inside and He's shifting. And when I become more aware of that, all of a sudden, I can partner with what he's doing on the outside. Too many people have no clue what the Holy Spirit wants to do in their world and on the outside of them because they're not allowing his work to penetrate and to, and to will and act in order to fulfill his good purpose, as Paul says in Philippians, on the inside. And so we want the Lord to move and do this and this and that, but he's saying, hang on, i just got to shift that little bit of thinking in you. I just want to tenderly remove that that bitter root or, or I just I just want to I just want to get rid of that little lie that you're believing right so first oh, so James chapter 4 verse 5 uh, says that he he jealously longs he's passionate about his spirit which he has placed in us to be faithful to him what a strange verse he's passionate He's, he's longing, he's, he's jealous about the spirit he's caused to dwell in us, to be faithful to him, right? In other words, the spirit of God in me, God in me, he's je- God on the outside of me is jealous about who he's created me to be <laughs> by his spirit. And now he's longing, he's desiring to pull everything out of my inner man into my mind, my will, my emotions, my world, so that I'll be a gate of heaven on earth. God is jealous about that. He protects that. He wants to protect your heart. He wants to protect your heart from unforgiveness, from unbelief, from fear, from anxiety. And, and if we would just kind of step out the way a little bit and maybe sit down and surrender, all of a sudden you'll feel the Lord working in your life. John 16, 12. Oh, I just want to preach quickly from John 16 here. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, so, not a, so he's the advocate, the Holy Spirit, and now, now John is describing him as the Spirit of truth. When he comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own right? So you can trust the Holy Spirit that what he's saying is exactly what Jesus is saying and exactly what the Father is saying. God, three in one. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So the Holy Spirit lives in me as the Spirit of truth, You don't have to be Einstein to think of what he wants to do in my life. (laughs) He's leading me into all truth. The work of God in my heart is that I would partner with him so that I would begin to believe how he believes, think how he thinks, and speak how he speaks. God has a mind. God has a heart, right? And he wants us to carry that to the world around us. And so 1 John chapter 2, verse 27 says that there is an anointing, the Holy Spirit has placed an anointing within you that teaches you all things. And we normally, most people would take that and apply that to when the person is preaching and I'm listening and I'm making sure that the Spirit of God will lead me so that what they're saying is not wrong, right? <laughs> That's how we would normally apply that. But that is for your everyday life. He is, there is an anointing in you that teaches you, that witnesses to you and teaches you all things. In other words, this circumstance that I'm facing here, this challenge or this problem in my workplace or or when when I look at my family, this problem, there's probably something when I approach it that I'm not believing like God is. And so there is an anointing from the Spirit of God within me and He wants to lead me in all truth so when I look at that, I can live by faith and release heaven into that situation. Are people getting this today? And so He guides and He leads me into all truth. If you think of a stronghold, and God wants to build uh, a stronghold in biblical times was like a a stronghold in the land was, I guess it was like a castle, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a place where you could come in, where the kings, uh, the armies uh, were there and you, you could, uh, all your armor was there, your weapons, your artillery, you could come in, you could hide from the enemy, they couldn't get into the stronghold, right? And God wants to build a stronghold of truth in your life until thinking like him, him becomes normal. And I was thinking about this the other day, I'm like, I'm too far gone, I'm too far gone to actually go back, you know what I mean, like, like, I don't know if you've ever had this before, but like, but when situations come, like, I've, I've just got, I've got the Word of God in me, I have the Holy Spirit, I've experienced too much of God to then not think like God, ah, like, there's times where, there's times where I struggle for sure, but I'm too far gone to be like, okay, Lord, you, you want to heal here. You want to do this. You want to do this. And there are people, it's like you're, you're a foot in, you're a foot out. And you're questioning the will of God. And, you, and, and, and your normal is that I live in faith one day, unbelief the next day. I live in, I'm really good one day and fear the next day. And the Lord's saying, He wants to build a stronghold of truth in your heart. And the way He does it is that you allow the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit to make the Word of God come alive in you. He leads you into all truth. So there are strongholds in your life that when this situation comes, fear doesn't get into me. Faith is released. Amen? And so it's the role of Holy Spirit. When I read my Bible, when I read the Word, He makes it come alive in me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. Paul says, My gospel didn't come to you, with just words, but it came to you with power, with the Holy Spirit, and deep conviction. <laughs> in other words, if you're reading your Bible and not getting convicted, you're not reading the Bible with the Holy Spirit. The Word of God is powerful, amen? But, but I need Him, I need Him to come in and to cause it to come alive in my heart, and convict me, and lead me into all truth, and to teach me how to live a life of faith, to teach me how to love, to teach me how to forgive, to teach me how to honour my leaders, to teach me how to walk as Jesus walked. Amen? Power is in the Word of God, but it is the Holy Spirit who lives in us, and as I listen, as I read the Word, as I, get, as I get the spoken Word of God, a prophetic Word, I let it penetrate my heart. I let the Holy Spirit cause it to come alive in me, and I let it convict me. I let it cut out lies, and I let it build truth. I let Him build truth in me. Amen? Oh. Thank you, Lord. He's good, hey. He's good. We too often we, we want to separate the word and the spirit. You got your word churches and your spirit churches, and the reality is, is you, you can't do the Christian life without either. <laughs> and the word of God and and the spirit of God, they're to be married in our hearts. Amen. And so my 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 job is to learn to honor the Holy Spirit and what he 's doing in my heart, and to begin to discern and, 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 and to begin to discern and look with eyes of faith and say okay lord you're tweaking this in me you're tweaking this circumstance, you want to move on the outside here, so you want to tweak in here in judges thirteen, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite men because he was just a weapon, but Samson i mean it said at a young age so it was a miracle birth samson was a miracle birth right the angel of the lord came to the parents and uh and he was a miracle birth and then it says from a young age that the spirit of the lord blessed him so you know every single person in this room you're all blessed by god every single person on the earth is blessed by god with gifts and with talents whether whether you have the spirit of god in you or not right And so it says, the Lord blessed him and the Spirit of God began to stir him from a young age. There is a pace to the Spirit in our life. There is a stirring that the Holy Spirit does in our hearts in different seasons of our life. And the reason for that stirring is so that what He has blessed you with, the gifts and talents that you have will be set apart and made sacred for him. Amen? And it is the inner stirring of the spirit where all of a sudden he takes the words of God, he takes what I'm thinking and I'm believing and he directs it into how he wants to think and believe. His desires become my desires. And all of a sudden, what he's gifted me with in the natural there is a supernatural element of the spirit that comes upon it, right? Because the gospel is super practical, super practical. Tradies, should, should, tradies are bringing the kingdom of God to their workplace with the gospel. Come on. Most people don't have a grid for that, but the kingdom of God is meant to break out in you. Whatever you do for your work, whatever you're doing throughout your week, the gospel is practical for you to walk in the wisdom, in the power, in the love, and in the favour of God. And so Romans chapter 8, verse 14 says, those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. In other words, fruit in my life as a child of God is being led by Holy Spirit. That's that's a good measure of fruit in my life, is am I surrendering to the Holy Spirit and what He wants to do in my day? And it says, the Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again, rather the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. So the Holy Spirit in me is witnessing and testifying to me on the inside about all that Jesus has purchased for me. Did you get that? The Holy Spirit in me, is witnessing, there is an inner witness of the Spirit of God in me that testifies to me about all Jesus has purchased for me. Amen? And that's why, that's why I love working with youth. Because you get them and encounter with God at a young age and it never leaves them. And there is the inner witness of the Spirit. And when they're in their late teenage teenage years, their early 20s like, like me... And, you, and you're not going for God, there is the inner witness of the Spirit that's calling you back. Amen? That is the inner witness of the Spirit. I was talking to uh, an, an Islamic man. We, went to a, we just did something awesome. We went to a New Age festival in the city. We are like, a few of the boys over here and we're like, come on, let's just hit it. Let's go for it. And um, it was good. Full on, but good. And there was an Islamic uh, group there and this guy talking and, and the biggest, I'm like, Lord, just touch his life. He needs an encounter. Oh God, please. Um, the biggest problem is that he, 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 he just couldn't get the fact that all holy God, all powerful, majestic God could place himself as a baby in the womb of a woman and come out of a woman and everything that happens through childbirth He couldn't believe that an all holy, mighty, powerful God could bring himself so low to do that. And that's grace, man. (laughs) Grace is scandalous. It is. Grace is offensive to the natural mind. The cross, the death and resurrection of Jesus, it's offensive to the natural mind because how could God do that? But who knows that God is love and the grace of God covers and erases every single sin. And where sin increases, grace increases all the more. Come on, grace is scandalous. And we have such a, oh, we need to get the grace of God. Come on, you need to go deeper into His grace and into His mercy and into His kindness because it was the grace of God that we are here today. Woo! And there was the inner witness. See, a child of God has the inner witness of the Spirit and that makes sense to you. I don't need to convince anyone in the room of how loving and kind God is and His grace, right? Because there's the inner witness of the Spirit within you. I'm just making it really practical right? But this man, he had never invited Jesus into his heart. There is no inner witness of the Spirit and therefore what I was saying to him is offensive to his natural mind. The things of God are offensive to the natural man and so it's our job to discern that, Lord, you are in my inner man. You live in me and dwell in me. I have to be aware of that and I have to learn to follow your leading on the inside of me, to hear the inner witness, that you would lead me into all truth. John 16, verse 14. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you I don't have long it is only by the Holy Spirit that you can see Jesus. I learned a long time ago that if I want to know more about Jesus, know more about God, understand all that he is, understand what he wants to do in my life, I have to fall in love and surrender my life to the Holy Spirit. I have to. I have to say, Holy Spirit, come and shake up my day. Come and teach me about Jesus. Come and, come and show me all that this is. Come and reveal the kingdom of God to me because it is only by the Holy Spirit. He is the great revelator. He is. He is the great revelator within you. And he wants to lift the veil so that you will see the fullness of Jesus, the Son, the fullness of the Father, the fullness of who God is. Because we inherit a kingdom. Come on. You have an inheritance. And it's called the kingdom of God. It's called all that Jesus Christ, the man purchased from the Father that he inherited. We inherit that because we are one with Christ. But it is only by the Holy Spirit and learning to honour him and walk with him that all of that is then revealed to us so we can step into it. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 talks about when the law of Moses is read, there is a veil that is placed upon people. But when people turn to the Lord, who is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The veil is lifted. In other words, Paul was saying something super radical. He was saying that when people turn to the Lord, who they all thought would have been Jesus, is Lord. And then God revealed, Father God revealed as Lord in the Old Testament. He's saying when people turn to the Lord, that veil on the inside is removed. We begin to see more of Him. As I turn more towards Him, all of a sudden religion begins to melt away. An intimate relationship develops. And the Lord is the Spirit. In other words, I mean, we we think, yeah, Dean, I'm with you. I get it. Awesome. I know you do. But that was radical because they had no concept for the Holy Spirit being equal with the Father and the Son. And Paul says something that would have offended their natural mind. The Lord is the Spirit who is here right now and lives in me. You're not your own. You're His. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, There is freedom. In other words, more and more freedom comes into my life as the veil is lifted more and more, as He leads me into all truth, as I let Him guide me. The veil is lifted and I begin to live a greater level of freedom in my life. Amen. I'm going to finish on this. John 16, 13... He will not speak to us on his own. He will only speak what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So he lives in me to guide me into all truth. So this is the difference from him being on the outside and the inside. He lives in me to guide me into all truth, to be an inner witness. He lives in me to reveal Jesus to me. You cannot love Jesus without the Holy Spirit. You cannot love God without the Holy Spirit. You cannot do it without the Spirit of God. And now he lives in me to show me things to come. You are prophetic in nature. The church is prophetic because the Holy Spirit is prophetic and he dwells in you. And so his role now in my life is that he will lead and guide me so that he will show me things to come. In Acts chapter 10, the Apostle Peter was laying on a roof and he's asleep and he goes into a trance, the scripture says, right? Right? So that, that's offensive to the natural mind, to the natural Christian that, oh, God doesn't do trances, does he? Well, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> he is prophetic in nature. And, and so he works in you to show you things to come. And Peter has a trance and he sees a sheep come down from heaven with all types of unclean animals on it. And the Lord says to him, get up, kill and eat, Peter. And Peter says, I can't do that, it's unclean. And he has the vision, he has it three times, right? And that whole, uh, what the Lord is working in Peter is he's saying to you that you're going to bring the gospel to the Gentiles, but there has to be a change in your heart first. Because if there was never a change in Peter's heart, God was bringing along the messengers to take them to Cornelius' place, right? And Peter never would have gone, unless he had the change in his heart through the leading of the holy spirit right i'm so glad peter wasn't so glad peter wasn't like oh no that was the devil <laughs> right as some christians would be he's good he's a good father luke 11 he's a good father and he'll give the holy spirit to those who ask him you don't need to be afraid that he'll give you something else you can trust him amen so the Holy Spirit wants to lead and guide you. I'm so thankful for Peter because he was led by the Spirit of God and we are all here today because the gospel broke out amongst the Gentiles and the kingdom of God was built, upon, built in nations that weren't Jewish because Peter received a trance from God that he said, yep, that's God and I'm following it. Come on. Some people in the room, you need to trust the Lord more. And you need to trust that what he's giving you is from him. Because there's some people and you're incredibly prophetic. You're incredibly gifted. But we need to learn to build a trust in the Lord for, in our hearts. We need to learn to trust him. That he's the one who leads and guides us. Amen. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll finish on this. I, this would have been a year ago. And God can often speak through dreams. Who knows that in the Bible, God spoke through dreams probably more than He spoke by angels or more than His spoken audible voice. He spoke through dreams. And I had a dream a year ago. We had a Sunday meeting the next, the next day and I had a dream and as I, I went into a room and there was a man in there And he couldn't sleep and he was really angry and he was really frustrated and he had an idol next to his bed and there were people in the room and they're they're saying just be careful because he can get really angry and frustrated and he's not sleeping well Well, probably as you I mean I can get a bit like that if you don't sleep well right And, and and so I'm in the dream and And I'm looking at myself in the dream and I speak to the man and I say, actually, no, this is a demonic attack and I command it to leave in Jesus' name. And the man, all of a sudden, the idol shattered. The man goes to sleep and then I walk out the room. And I wake up the next morning and we're in a Sunday meeting and and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe that's the Lord. (laughs) you know what I mean, you, you you'll never know unless you step out in faith and so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to share, I shared the dream and I said, I feel like it's God saying, there, there are people in the room and you're not sleeping well, whether it's sleep apnea, whether it's nightmares, whatever it is and, you, and you, you're you waking up in the night, you're not getting any sleep and, uh, and the, the, you're on medication for it but blessed medication but I feel like God's saying that this is a spiritual issue and so if that's anyone stand up two people stood up prayed for them a real simple prayer and then left it at that the the week I saw them the week after and they come up and they said to me as uh, that night and onwards they slept like a baby come on and I don't (laughs) I don't know why we say sleep like a baby because some babies don't sleep well at all, do they? (laughs) I just thought of that. I'm like, yeah, well, that's not a good one. (laughs) Sleep like an adult without a baby who is single, probably like 20, 21, 22 at uni, gets to sleep in throughout the day, no responsibilities. Woo, come on, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, man. But God's good, hey, and the Holy Spirit—you are—you are a gate for Him to flow through. And when we understand the inner working of the Spirit in our lives, we partner with Him. So why don't you stand with me? If I could just get someone up on—I um, just want to pray quickly. But if I could get someone up on keys or, or whatever, Lord, I just—I uh, thank you for your goodness. I thank you, Holy Spirit, what you're doing in this place. I thank you, God, that, that you're, you're the one. You're the one. We don't need a better strategy. We don't, we don't, need, a, we don't need a better a method. We, just, we need you. We need the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. I thank you you are here. I thank you that you were, you're with us and you live in us. But, but we just want to become so dependent upon you, upon who you are, upon your goodness. I thank you for that, Lord. I, I pray, God, that people who need solutions, Father, right now, that they would encounter the person of the Holy Spirit. Father, we're sorry for where we've quenched your spirit in our lives. Lord, we, we, we are sorry I'm sorry, God, for where what I've believed and thought has quenched the Holy Spirit in my life. And Father, I pray right now that there would be that that there would be revelation that hits the heart of us, Lord, of your people, of, of just how glorious you are, Holy Spirit of just how great and mighty you are, the great revelator, the revealer of Jesus, the one who materialises our faith, the one who brings things into being, that which was in the Spirit. You bring it into into our lives, Lord. We thank you for that, Father. And I pray, God, that it would just become normal for people. I just I pray that prayer. Maybe you want to pray that prayer yourself. That it will become normal. Father, that miracles will become normal in our life. Lord, that the kingdom of God coming invading our world, breaking in, will be normal in our life. In Jesus' name. God, for those who are dry, cause cause the normality of your spirit to flow through their lives now in Jesus' name dreams and visions the language of heaven will be normal in our lives in jesus name just pray that prayer just pray that prayer lord i pray it's normal god that we will recognize you that we would be ones who recognize you we would be ones father who recognize who you are and what you want to do thank you father
1: i really feel like we're just just we're just going to take two two minutes just to honor holy spirit i i was sitting with pastor on thursday and someone most people would know in this room and and um we both agreed that we, we talked for a couple of hours about many things but we both agreed that one of the things that has happened in australia is there's been a quenching and a grieving of holy spirit and um when we started this church six years before that ten years ago god said liam i'm looking for a generation that i can be myself around i'm looking for a generation of of people i can be myself and i believe he's doing something in our in our state in our nation here not saying that to brag about, about about anything, but just to boast in Him. And we, but we, it's ignorant to ignore it. <laughs> if God's doing something, it's stupid to ignore it. And so, I just want to honor the Holy Spirit and what He's doing right now. And I believe what Dean—it was a profound message this morning—of of, of what God's doing over the last few weeks and months. So, Holy Spirit, we we say we honor you, God. We repent as a church as a as the church capital c we repent right now that we give you permission to use the foolish things of the world to shame the wise (laughs) we give you permission to blow our blow our boxes blow our minds if you want to offend the mind i know this is a bold prayer but if you want to offend the mind to reveal the heart we say do it We invite all of your distractions, God. We invite all of your of your weirdness. We invite all of your your normal, God. We just want your normal, God. And I just pray right now. Can, can we just hold hands? Can we just grab hands right now? We just do this. I really felt this. God, would you stir up the gift that is within every single person in this room? Stir it up. Stir it up by the laying on of hands right now. Stir it up, Jesus. The gift, the Holy Spirit inside of each and every person in this room. Stir it up. God, where people have maybe gone dry, that they would get a good drink. A good drink of Jesus the water that that will never thirst again. We pray for new normal. We pray we'd never go back. Thank you, Father. Keep your eyes open, maybe, because people might go down under the power of God. Thank you, Lord. We honour you, Holy Spirit. You are welcome. We want to host you well, and we give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory, and we say, Come and move, come and move. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Can we, can we agree with that? Amen. That's a good word. Thank you, Mary. Amen. Amen. Hey, can we give Dean a hand? That was a great word. Good word. As a community, let, let's... Let's keep pressing in. Keep it, Jesus. So many times he said, "Do you have eyes to see and ears to hear?" Okay. When we're in our home groups, when we as Dean said, the Holy Spirit's practical. As we get this, 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 what we're doing now is the Holy Spirit training element of of the kingdom, so that when we go out out of these four walls, we give what we've received away. And I don't fully get how that works, but when we give it away, it increases. When we give it away again, it increases. Because we learn more about who he is and the way that he moves and speaks and talks and and operates. So what you've learned today, don't just go home and go, well, that was a fantastic word, and don't do anything with it do something with it say holy spirit good morning holy spirit how do you want to speak to me today what do you want to do today how do you want you know how do you want to move it it's going to be different for every single person in the room and that's 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 awesome but do do something with the spirit of god that you've been been given and the impartation that Dean's released re- released today so father we just thank you as the saints go out they don't just march in they go out <laughs> And uh, we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for every single person in this room. We thank you for this house. We thank you for what you're doing in our region and in our nation, God. God, I, I pray right now, thank you for that dream of are flooded, but we just say enough rain, God. <laughs> we say that is enough. <laughs> With the heavens open up and the sun come out in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right.